Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Green Room Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again for this Monday morning edition of the podcast is Colin Mitchell. Colin, it is twelve forty-seven p.m. Yeah, but it's morning for you. No, I've been up since nine. Wow, that is an early morning. That is an early morning. There's one thing I learned talking on LSU podcast. It's to not talk about my personal life. So I remember one time I brought up jokingly that 9 a.m. was early. And all the comments were just like, 9 a.m. early? Like, what? what you, you ungrateful boy. I remember I have to wake up at 5 a.m. every day. <laughs> For this and i'm like i'm so sorry i will never joke i will never yeah i will never joke again but see literally to be fair, then, you work you work until like midnight i mean yeah I, I work like yeah I, that's that's our whole yeah, thing see, that's, that's, that's the whole the point of this that's the whole point of this job is that if you're not working you know seven you don't work, you don't work hours you just work yeah. you just work the day you know vibes vibes yeah. j vibes of vibes <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, yeah, that, that's uh that's that's um that was how that went. So I, I learned real quickly what to and to not talk about. Like I can't talk on this podcast how I talk on LSU podcasts. It's just different. Um, but we did uh, last time we did a basketball podcast. Colin was January nineteenth. Um, borderline inexcusable how long it's been, Colin. Yeah, but it's alright. However, we, you know, we, we joked on the last podcast, we were getting messages, multiple messages on Twitter. That's when we know it's serious, when it's not just one person, when it's multiple yeah. people asking us. It's like, hey, yeah. basketball podcast, basketball podcast. Um, well, we're back. We're back. Four games have happened since we last did a podcast. Uh, we did a football podcast on signing day. You can check that out. I think that was really, really good stuff there. Uh, for a basketball podcast, though, we have missed four games. They have won all four games since that loss to Rice. They are now 10-3 and three in conference. Um, they beat UAB on the road without Jordan Walker. Still a good win, in my opinion, one by 11. Uh, beat UTSA by four at home. Not a good win at all, in my opinion. Basically a loss, according to Ken Palm net ratings and everything. You know, they went down 10 spots. Yeah, um, not good. Bounce back, beat UTEP 52-42 to 42 in a hideous basketball game. But, hey, 10-point win at home. You take it. And then they beat Rice on the road, bounce back win, a revenge game of sorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, NBA had their like rivalry week a couple weeks ago. I don't know if you remember that, uh, but they need like a revenge week in Conference USA where like they just schedule all the teams that beat the good teams. <laughs> what if a team goes play. like undefeated? Like like well, I FAU guess the other team. I guess the other team would then. <clears throat> like FAU yeah. lost to UAB. They need to have immediately just have a revenge week where FAU plays UAB, North Texas plays Rice, so on and so forth. Anyways, those are the four wins. They're 10-3 now in conference. Let's talk big picture first before we get – I mean, I don't know how granular you want to get, but I think big picture-wise, where do you want to start with this team? Uh, I was not are, we, are you apologizing? Colin? I was not expect for what? For, the, for, our, for our Rice rant. No, I wasn't expecting uh... – to go big picture first can we go game first okay which game do you want to talk about i think rice just because it's the most recent one i mean i guess we could talk about the ugliness of the utsa and utep game um but i think after our our quote-unquote first rice rant the hashtag rice rant hashtag rice rant. what we what were you looking for we were looking for more from kai we were looking for some some something motion anything different, anything different and we are also looking for ruben to kind of do something yeah in those four games 
I think I would be like if, if the satisfaction level on those things happening was a scale of one to ten, I'd give it like a six. And I think that that's that's where I what I want to talk about from these four games, not necessarily game by game, but it was nice to see anything. And I think that UAB game, I can't remember if it's UAB or UTSA, there was like moments where they'd run or they'd do something and it'd be like, oh, that's we yeah, haven't seen that UAB. before. It was at UAB. And so it, it was nice to see. And obviously they're still gonna play slow. I mean 52, 59, 42, 64. Yeah. We understand that, but it was nice to see something mixed up. I mean, what how, what do you what was your satisfaction level? I mean, on the four games, yeah. Um, on like adjustment wise, like I yeah, I feel like... well, not necessarily adjustment. I guess adjustment, yes, but also doing what they like to do better as well, right? Like if you're gonna play that way, and the rice loss, as we talked about, was inexcusable. If you're gonna play that way, you have to play that way well, and I feel like that was also a factor in these last four games is that they played the way they normally play and they did it well. And by well, I mean they won the games. So here's a big a big change. Just going through it, um, the two point percentage, something we've talked about all year. Yep, it's yep. been awful. They've been like yep. bottom one hundred in the country, bottom fifty in the country <laughs> against UAB. <clears throat> they shot forty eight point five percent from two against UTSA. They shot 53% from two against UTEP in a game where no one could score. They shot 52% from two and against rice, they shot uh, 58% from two. Yep. So that is the biggest difference that I saw. I think from three, they shot fine. Like if you went game by game, they were like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, but it did feel a little bit more diverse offensively. We did see a little bit more Kai um, Ruben, in the first three of these last four games wasn't great at all. I think it was like five points, two points, zero points. And then against Rice, he kind of broke out a bit, had uh, what he ended with, 13 points um, overall, which which is great to see. That's why we want Ruben. Typically, we'd love him in the eight, eight point, seven, eight point per game range. That would be awesome. So they didn't have to make the, the lineup change that we mentioned. Um, I think Kai, I still have my overall questions about him, but he got to the line nine times against Rice. That would be a huge development in this team is getting to the line with Kai Huntsbury because that is something that, you know, Javion was able to do. Thomas Bell was able to do like those teams in the past were able to get to the line a lot. Yeah. And I think that was one of my biggest questions because still at this moment, they're eighth in the conference in free throw attempt rate. And they are, they are the lowest, they're the worst defense in the conference in allowing free throws. They allow the most free throws. So, that's a that, that is a concerning area at this moment is like they need to get to the free throw line more offensively. And I think if Kai can be one of those, you know, people that ignites the offense by getting to the free throw line, I think that would be a huge development for the team. I mean, they shot 26 free throws against Rice and Rice is not a good defensive team. So, again, we said this on the last podcast. I don't like I don't want to compare this team to Rice like they should be beating Rice 10 out of right. 10. But they didn't and they bounced back and I think they had a good game against rice um on saturday uh i was i was also gonna bring up kai and this could just be because i'm looking at it a lot more i guess um they seem to be posting him up more and utilizing that in in my eyes i don't know if if that's something you've noticed where Mm -hmm. i I mean they post him up before but i feel like he's doing something out of the post instead of just you know getting to the free throw line or getting into the block and then just kicking it out i feel like he's actually whether it's a turnaround jumper, and obviously those haven't been looking that great, but he's doing something, and I think that's contributing to that free throw percentage. 
it's a it they are using him it feels like they're using him in a more aggressive way it feels right? javion-esque is what is, they're, is they're, that's what we get. wanted coming right into the season. and it, and it's not for the like he's not going to do the floater you know the turn on floater or whatever but it feels like it's not just all right let's just get a guy down there and then kick it out it, it feels some, like th- something else is happening from that. So that, that is something I noticed. I did also want to bring up Abu these last four games. Against Rice, he shot 33% from the field, three of nine. Uh, since then, UAB was six of 11. Uh, UTSA was six of nine. UTEP, he was over. He, he had foul trouble. It was, it was a weird game. It yeah, no, I did game. not watch that game. And then he was seven for 13 last night after starting uh, not great. I believe we talked. It was like he was four or 10 to start or something like 10. that. So, and then he made the last three. Yeah, he made his last three. So that is obviously also helpful. However, I want to see it against – obviously UAB was a good one, but I want to see it against UAB again. I want to see it against La Tech. I want to see it against a Charlotte team who I guess hasn't been that great recently, but, again, they're a tough team and they play slow. So I want to see it against that. We can't. I don't think we can pair it against uh, a Rice team that's not good defensively, like you said. So I want to continue see, seeing more of that, but I like where Abu's trending. Um, yeah. No, you're what right. do you think? I- that is, no, you're right. And the, I mean, the three, if we just take the UTEP game out, which was, I don't know if we should take it out, but I mean, it doesn't count. It, it doesn't, there's no field goal percentage on basketball reference. So, no, yeah, but, he went zero for zero. Like he yeah. didn't, but he played 12 minutes, had four yeah. fouls. Um, I mean, it was, it was a weird game. Regardless, that whole game, just in general, I just want to throw it in the trash. It was not pretty. 50 <laughs> right. Um, so, if we just look at these other three games, like you said, six of 11, six of nine, seven, 13. Still, okay, here's a big picture-ish question here. We can transition a bit. When uh, Do you trust Abu and Kai right now? Like on a scale of one if to I ten. Had, if I had to pick one to trust more, it'd be Kai, and that's a weird thing to say. That's weird. It is weird, but I can't. Abu misses buckets that could put the game, not away, but it makes it to where it's, it's not a four-point game, it's an eight-point game. You know what I mean? Like when he goes back to back and he misses two bunnies or yeah. or, or two easy uh, turnaround uh, hooks. Hook shots. So it's like that. That's what bothers me about Abu. Like, why are we giving Abu? Like in certain situations, why is Abu shooting thirteen times when Tyler Perry? I think last game. I, I don't have the stats up for that last game. Unfortunately, I, he didn't shoot Tyler thirteen didn't shoot. shots. So that was my big thing, and I was going to ask you that. I guess as well as the, as a big picture question. How much do we put stock in Abu or Kai shooting more than a guy like Tyler? And obviously Tyler's going to get his. But I, if I had to trust a guy, I think it'd be Kai just because – I'm trying to think of the word because I don't think dynamic is a word, but I think more can happen when he has the ball in his hands as opposed to Abu because if Abu has the ball uh, – we've talked about this a lot. He's not the playmaker Zach was. He's not going to be uberly efficient from the paint but he can rebound. And I think Kai gives you the paint aspect if they're going to post him up like they have been, but he also has the chance to hit a big shot, a, a three pointer. And he also, you know, he, he can play make more. So I guess that's why I would trust Kai more. What do you think? I think Kai has been better in conference play. He's the more consistent. I mean, if we just look at his stats, I mean, even from the three point line, I don't have splits up as far as I'll get the splits up real quick. Conference, not conference. I think North Texas has that up on their site. Um, but he, I mean, he shot two of four the last two games from three. Uh, he shot three of six against UAB. Like I, I am critical of the mechanics of his jump shot. I've text, texted you about this. Like, I just yeah. don't think it is a fluid jump shot. 
Um, there are times where he is more fluid than others. Sometimes he shoots on his way down. Sometimes it's like a shot put at times. Sometimes he's fading. It's weird. But still, he is going to have moments because, like you said, teams are attacking Tyler. They're not letting Tyler shoot. But also, there are a lot of moments where I think Tyler should be more aggressive, and he's not. And I tweeted this, I think, on the UTSA game. I was like, I want Tyler to shoot the ball 10 times per game from three, like alone. I want him to take 10 threes a game, and he's not. at Like, he, he's not even coming close to that. His, he's shooting the ball at a percentage-wise less than Kai, less than Abu, like by 2%. Like, Abu is 182nd in the country in terms of his shot percentage went on the court, mm-hmm. according to Kim Palm. Kai is 209th in the country. Uh, then yeah. Tyler is 386th in the country. Like, he is just not shooting the ball enough for me right now. And, sure, he went 0-4 from 3 against Rice, but he went 3-3 from 2. Like, he only shot 7 times against Rice, 10 times against UTEP, 11 times against UTSA, um, 7 times against UAB. Like, it's just – it's not enough for me. He's by far and away the best player on this team. And I I personally, maybe selfishly, maybe stupidly, I don't know, I want him to shoot the ball more than seven times in a game. Yeah, I mean, I agree because we talk about the shots that separate the game from being a 2.4-point game to being something that is where you're not having to worry about other teams. Um, and just to go back to uh, Kai's three-point said, she, in conference, he's shooting 36% from uh, yeah. three. And if he um, does that, man. It, it's perfect. It's fine, right? We're like, we're yes. good. But you got you, but you got to keep that up, and we got to continue seeing that. Um, but to go back to your point about Tyler shooting more, uh, Kai the last couple games he shot thirteen shots, ten shots, seven shots, fourteen shots. So again, where can we? If I had to remove shots from somebody, it would be you know cup two from Kai, two from Abu. Give them to Tyler. I want to see Tyler just shoot that thing. So you want to, um, because I want to keep this a little bit more positive but a question i have mm-hmm. um Jaden martinez i realized this now because I, I watched the last game against rice i didn't even realize this in real time but played 14 minutes zero points against utep played one minute basically just garbage time, uh, you know one minute against rice last game mm-hmm. are they slowly trending towards just playing sissoko now instead of martinez that is a really. I've never thought of that actually. That's a really interesting. Like we said, to put play Sissoko instead of Abu, but it seems like they're playing Sissoko instead of Martinez. Now, that's interesting. I honestly, I I haven't been. I guess paying attention that much. No, it, that I didn't. Point. I didn't notice it yeah. in the game. But because we're just watching it, like okay, cool, cool, cool. Like you know, they're, yeah. they're playing well. I see Sissoko on the court for thirteen minutes. Awesome. But you literally have the 26 Abu minutes, then you have the 13 Sissoko minutes. That's 39 of the 40 minutes in a game. Yeah. Like, that's all they play now. They don't They don't go to the Martinez and Scott lineup at all. Um, they they kind of – they've even gone small a lot of times. Like, they've played Matthew Stone at times at the three or the four. Uh, Ruben Jones. Like, they've gone – to more, and I think I said this to, I think I suggested this where I wanted more guard play around mm-hmm. there. So they've kind of done that uh, because Tyler and Kai aren't coming off the court. It's kind of just like Tyler and Kai on the court, no matter what. Ruben will play 25 to 30 minutes, and then you just kind of rotate everybody else there uh, at like the three and the four spots, I'm saying. Right. 
So it's like Edie, Stone, Scott are rotating the three and the four. And then Sissoko has kind of just been – or I'm sorry, not Sissoko. Martinez has kind of just been phased out a little bit, at least in the past couple of games. I'm not going to say permanently, but right. that's just something I noticed that I thought was interesting. That is interesting. I, I mean, I guess I don't really have an opinion on that because I, I haven't noticed it until you just brought it up to me. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we keep an eye on that, but that is interesting. Um, I wanted to look at Tyree Eady's game log to see how he was doing. Let's see. I can pull uh, it Never mind. I thought he was – I just remember the UAB game where he was 3 of 4. Yeah, and then, UAB was 3 of 4. But then he went 2 of 5, 1 and 2, 0 of 2. 1 of 2, 1 of 2. Yeah. It, uh, sorry. Uh, I don't uh, – do you have anything else on, on the specifics here? No. Like, no. I think moving forward, how much better do you feel now? And what we, where we were after the Rice loss. The, like I said, I wouldn't like, – and I said this against uh, in the Rice podcast. I don't care if they play this way as long as they're doing it well. And as long as they win games, I don't care. They've won the last four games. You said the – I didn't watch UTEP, but UTSA was ugly. Rice was, you know, ugly in parts. But if they win, I don't – play the way you got to play to win. And if they're doing it well, then, then I don't care. And I think at this point when you do it through four games and I see guys like Kai finally almost get into a quote-unquote groove – it makes me feel like it's sustainable instead of, you know, it being like the Abu 37 point game or something like that. It feels, this feels more sustainable. So I would say I'm pretty confident uh, in terms of them going forward. Um, I did want to ask you a question, big picture, if you don't have anything else. Oh, one more thing before we go big picture. Um, there, we kind of mentioned it, but Kai is shooting the ball better from three as a team. And this was not the case in non-conference. I don't have the non-conference splits up. I think they were around 33% or 32% non-conference from three. Mm-hmm. And conference are 37.2% from three. Remember, yeah. remember that whole rant I had a while yeah. ago where I was like – I think you, I think you said 36% or 35%. Yeah, I was like, like, I was like shots just need to go in or shots are going in more. Yeah. And if they shoot at 37%, this will be the same exact team they had last year and the year before where like it's not going to be pretty – but if they can make threes, that's the difference. That is the difference. Because this team, no matter what, in the Grant McCaslin era, does not let opponents make threes. In conference, teams are shooting 28.6% against them. Yeah. Like last year in conference, teams shot 28.7% against them. Yeah. Um, or that wasn't even in conference. It was 28.2% in conference last year. Like the three-point disparity has been the biggest – different for North Texas in the Grand McCaslin era. Like year in, year out, they are very, very high high in three-point percentage, and they are very, very high in the three-point percentage defense. Yeah. In 2020 is the one I'm looking at now. 2020 is the one exception to that where they shot 38% from three and then they allowed teams to shoot 38% from three, which is crazy. But still, that 2020 team was also like stacked offensively with Mo and Javion and Zach and Reese, Thomas Dank. Crazy team. This year, it's going to be a grinded out game. They're just going to have to make shots. Mm-hmm. That's literally just what it comes down to for this team is shooting the ball from three. And if Kai can shoot well and Tyler can shoot well and, you know, Scott is shooting the ball pretty well. Um, we, talk, we talk about Matt Stone, Matthew Stone. Ruben Jones, like they have capable guys. Like that's just what it's going to come down to in games against good teams and games uh, in the tournament. Yep. No, I completely agree. Um, moving, moving to my big picture question. Uh, 
FAU got 93 votes for top 25. They weren't in it, but they're, you know, getting shown their respect. They lost to UAB though. Yes. They yeah they lost to UAB, but that's why they're they're out of the top 25. St. Mary's ranked 15th. Yeah. North Texas, if they win out, is there still a chance for an at-large bid? They win out and lose in the conference championship game. Yeah. And I and I say this I because. In the past, North no. or uh, Conference USA hasn't gotten respect in the AP pool. And even the Middle Tennessee teams, I believe they 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 finished like twenty five or twenty four. Whereas we've already seen FAU at nineteen, I believe is what they got up to, and they're still yeah. getting the respect. Yeah. I personally think it's like a it's like a sixty forty shot they do, if no. that happens. No, I'm sorry. Okay, that's uh, I, I had asked. They ask. can't have him. It won't. It won't happen. Like they, if they blow everybody out from here on out in regular season, I mean, they would end the regular season twenty six and five if they won out seven straight games. Yep, twenty six and five, which I don't think they will win out, but in theory, let's say they did twenty six and five, um, 50, uh, seventeen and three in conference. You win two more games, I put you at twenty eight and five. Like I think it's good. The problem is the losses. To Rice and UNC Wilmington are probably too much to overcome because they don't have the wins. Yeah, the wins is what it and like it or not, like the net rating it factors in like Q1, you know, Q1, Q2, Q3, all those things. They don't have those wins. Like they beat UAB on the road, which will probably be a Q1 win at the end of the day. Even though I don't know how UAB is still ranked so highly, um, <laughs> right. Like, they're clearly dangerous. Like, they beat FAU. Like, we're not idiots. We know how good they are. We've talked about them at length. They've just lost so many games. Um, but, like, the UAB win is their only win over a top 100 team in Ken Palm. That's it. Fair enough. That's it. Fair like, enough. I, I still – San Jose State is a good win. Grand Canyon's a good win. Um, even though Grand Canyon's kind of getting beat up in the, in the whack right now. So, it's like, that's it. That's it. So, even if they went out and they beat UAB twice, obviously – um, they win a couple games in the tournament and lose in the championship. I just don't think it's enough. You have to win out. You have to win the, the tournament at this point. So my, the end goal to me has not changed since that Rice, pro, uh, Rice game. I just, you know, it's nice to see them kind of picking up a bit of steam. But now they have UAB on Thursday at home with, jo- with Jordan Walker back, even though he didn't play well. So in that, scary. That's a like, scary that's, game. That's, that's the game. Right there. If you can beat UAB, we'll probably do a podcast after that. If you beat UAB at home, then we can be like, okay, can they catch FAU potentially? That would be my question. I don't think they will because FAU has the tiebreaker. You had yeah, FAU would have to use three more games, and that's hard to do with you know how well they've been playing. Yeah, FAU would have to lose three games, and North Texas would have to win out. And FAU plays Lawtech. Middle Rice, UTSA, Rice. UTEP, Rice, and LaTeX again. Yeah, they're not losing three of those games. They're not losing three of those games. <laughs> <laughs> well, so they're not catching FAU. Uh, you're not, in my opinion, you're not, you're not getting an at-large bid. You're gonna have to win the tournament and get an automatic qualifier. So, but however, I want to to re- I want to say this because I don't know how often I've said this. As North Texas fans, do not take for granted. I said this last year. I said this with John last year on, on our podcast um, with the Mingering 24-7. Don't take this for granted. I said that last year. Do not take for granted going 18-2 and two or whatever they went last year, 16-2 and two in conference. Mm-hmm. If this team 
goes 16 and 4 in conference play, I will not be on here nitpicking. I won't be on here getting upset. Like if they go 16 and 4 or better, if they would do win out, it's an incredibly successful year. Like I know our standards are to make the tournament. Oh, yeah. I know our standards are to win the conference. At the end of the day, if this team goes 16 and 4, I can't ask for anything more. Like that is an awesome, awesome year. I mean, the loss to Rice is still gonna piss me off every day. Like I wake every up day. every day and I'm like, damn, I can't believe they lost the rice. It just pisses me off. But that's how it is as a fan. Like we just we that's how we watch it. Um, it would have been great to win one of those those FAU games. They didn't. Like there are missed opportunities throughout the year that mm-hmm. we're gonna look back on and be like, damn, that could have made it a different, like a special year. But if they close out the year the way they're capable of going, you know, winning, losing only, let's say, one game or two games, then I think we look at this as a very, very successful season, regardless of the outcome. I agree. Um, so, all right. I mean, let's just let's just do it. Do they beat UAB on Thursday? Is there a line out? I'm scared as hell. No, there's not. It's too early. Three days is too early. I'm terrified. Yeah, it's way too early. Man, it's thing is, they beat like FAU. I say all... Sorry, they beat FAU, and they got Jelly Walker back. And I don't think the issue here is the issue is going to be how they can't. They're not going to stop Jelly Walker. How do you score enough points? Because this isn't. They're not holding UAB to with they fifty two last time. Yeah. They're not doing that again with Jelly Walker. It's going to be. It's going to be like you have to score seventy, I think. To win the game, because I think UAB at the very least is getting to sixty-five. Like this it's, has you have to score more than. 65. Well, it's kind of like what we said about FAU. Like after that first FAU game, we were like, "All right," or going into the second one, I should say, we we're like, "They're not holding them to four to fifty points." Yeah, and they didn't. Like, they they scored sixty-two. They scored 66. 66, 66, Sorry, that's what I, that's what we're saying here is like, you're you can't you're not going to do that twice to a good team. Like mm-hmm. you can do it once. But if that, you know, if the 2021 team played Purdue again, they're not holding them to however much they held them to. Like, it's just you catch people once with your defense, the way that this team is set up. It's hard to do it twice, um, in my opinion, um, most of the time. So, yeah, I agree. I think they're going to have to score 67, 68 probably to win the game. Uh, I think it'll be close. It just feels to me this is going to be a very telling game. Like it just—it feels like a telling game because I'm kind of expecting them to lose, and that's a weird thing to say for a program, a team of this caliber. Like, right, like a team that you like. Oh yeah, they—they'll win. Like it—it's like it's one of the first games in my memory because not even against FAU, I was like they could—they can win this game. It's like a yeah. game in my mind where it's like I have never been—I don't see them winning, and obviously I, I can see them winning if things go right, but it, it's very hard for me in my mind to believe like, okay, yeah, Tyler's going to score 20 points. Kai's going to get 15. You know, it's, it's, it's in my mind. It doesn't seem possible. <laughs> it's so hard because like, they're going to be four point favorites, right? We saw them. They've beat this team without Jordan Walker. They've beaten, um, you know, good teams throughout this year. Yeah. Like the, they are very capable. They almost beat FAU twice. They lost to them, but they almost beat them twice. We know how good this team is. The thing is, UAB feels like at their peak, 
and maybe this is us going back two years ago to where UAB beat them on the home court twice. It just feels like UAB is a problem when they're at full. Well, well here's the thing: is, we is, saw is, UAB at full force beat FAU. Well, let me ask you a question: FAU, I would say, is overperforming their expectations. Like, obviously, they're a good team. I'm not going to say they're not a good yeah. team, but they're overperforming what they have in my eyes, right? Like, and outside yeah. looking in, I'm not keeping up with them like everyone else is. That's my eyes. UAB has been underperforming up to this point. They beat FAU. They got Jelly Walker back. We've talked about their talent on end. UAB's peak is on a tier above what I think any team in the conference can be, right? And, and that includes FAU. Obviously, FAU has the has the resume up to this point. But I think you give UAB their full strength, and if they're playing cohesively, that's a completely different team. And UAB's off nights most of the time are really good. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying they, they, they haven't had bad losses because they have. Look at their but, losses, though. Hold on. Look at their losses. Some of these okay, I'm looking at them right now. The UA, for, so they, uh, 8170 West Virginia. Obviously, I'll go conference, though. Yeah, FAU, they, lost, they lose two points to FAU, 88-86. FIU, they lose three points, 90-87. Uh, yeah. Western Kentucky, they lose two points, 80-78. Middle Tennessee, they lose by one, 74-73. North Texas, they lose by 11 points, 63-52. By bad losses, I mean, you know, you're losing to FIU. You're losing to a Western Kentucky team that is Look, man, through Four of those losses are by one possession. Well, Two of them ex- are in overtime. Exactly. And that's my point is although they had the quote-unquote bad losses, they still put up 87. They still put up 78. They still put up 86. Middle Tennessee, you still put up 73. And this is a UAB team that at no point during the season, you and I have gone, yeah, they're playing – their brand of basketball they want to play they're playing well because i don't think they have been and this is when jelly walker's back it's gonna be scary north tech and uab i don't want to build uab up into being like i don't want to scare people but like uab is the type of team that will come in with a chip on their shoulder this Um, is circle this game's circled for them this game has been circled for the last two weeks three three weeks but I'm saying this. I, I I wanted to read out the losses because they're eight and five right now. If they had, let's just say they. I know they didn't, but let's just say they won one or two of those games. We're looking at them and North Texas potentially having the same record. Yeah, like t- they, there is a real possibility of them being ten and three at this point, and they haven't even played well. They haven't had Jordan Walker. Like that. That's why I don't know. In my heart, I'm just like this is a really really scary game. I didn't feel this way going into FAU. This feels like a scary game for me. Yeah. No, it does. It, it feels like – it. I think the reason yeah. it feels like that way is because against FAU, we knew the game would always be close. UAB, I feel like, has the possibility of you know winning well, by 10. And also, not only from UAB perspective, but from North Tech's perspective, like we talked about, they're shooting 37% from three. They're, they're hitting their stride a little bit, but it feels like – I don't want to say it feels too good to be true, but it feels like players are starting to perform at a very high level – on a somewhat consistent basis, Abu, we talked about, Kai, we talked about, um, even though Tyler hasn't got a bunch of shots off, you know, we have him, but you're you're kind of figuring things out a bit. It does set up for a letdown game. Oh, know? it does. I mean, this is like a trap game against a team that's not bad, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a trap game, but you're playing, again, you one of the best teams in the conference, Yeah, uh, one of the more, most talented G- G5 teams in the country or mid-major teams in the country, like by far. So that's why I said this game, I feel like we'll show a lot. If they beat UAB, 
I will come on here and sing the praises of every man on this roster for an hour. I will do it because that would be a huge, huge win moving forward. What do you think so the we'll score see. is? The score? What do I think the yeah. score is? Yep. No, um, no spread can bias your decision here. <laughs> Shit. Um it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a close game. It's gonna be like sixty six to sixty four. Who? Ay, ay, ay. Um, I'll take UAB. Okay. I am going to go North Texas because it is home. All right. And I'm going to say 67-63. Okay. All right. There you have it. Um, We'll see. We'll see how it goes. This will be a big game. Like we said, uh, we got on here to sing the praises of North Texas for winning four straight games. Um, oh, this and then game's I on picked, Thursday. I picked, yeah, what about it? I can't watch it. Oh, no. I'll be at a wedding. Oh, a wedding, Colin? I'm driving to Houston on Thursday. We have to do like a rehearsal dinner and then a rehearsal. Oh. Is oh. it on ESPN Plus at least where I can rewatch it? Uh, oh, I hope so. I hope it's not on CBS. If oh not, my if goodness! Not, this is the it. worst. No, it's okay. If not, I'll record it on C on uh, my YouTube TV. We can okay. get it to you. Because I need this is a game I have to watch. Yes, it is, Colin. But you're not. You're not watching. I'm it live. so upset. Yeah, I'm going up Thursday. Wedding's Friday. Driving back Saturday. Damn, that is a trip. So stupid. Well, at least Houston's only like what three and a half hours away. Yeah, but it just—it's I don't know how far it is. Probably something like that. I just something got an oil like change, oil change for the vehicle today to make <laughs> sure she, she's all right. But uh, I got it. This is what this is this is what I got, Bruni. I got Houston wedding. I got bachelor party. Three weeks from this week, and then the week after that, I got a wedding, and then two weeks after, three weeks after that, I have another bachelor party in Kentucky, and then two months oh, wow. after that, I have another wedding. All right, Colin, busy man. Everybody wants Colin at their wedding. If you, the listener, want <laughs> you the, hey, at your hey, wedding, hey you, hey you, pay me, I'll go to a wedding. You get, I'll just make an appearance. Free food and Colin will be there. Just like free food and Colin Mitchell will show up at your wedding. Yep, and maybe your bachelor party if you want him to. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Free yeah. food, he'll he'll get there. Anyways, oh. I have stories. I have two stories to tell. This is the Two end of the podcast, stories, right? This is the end of the podcast. They're both really yes, quick. This is the end of the podcast. Yeah, Go I ahead. went to uh, first story. I'll just okay. I'll just tell them in chronological order. Yesterday, I golfed and went to dinner. One story during golf, one score during dinner. So I go to golf, roll up. They pair me with two sixty-year-olds, 60, 60, 60 and sixty-four, and they're like, you know, they're going back and forth. Like one guy's clearly jealous of the other guy who has a better job. He the so the older guy is sixty-four. He has a wife that's sixteen years younger than him, and he has a good job. The other guy is like bringing all this up. He's playing horribly. He's getting drunk because he's clearly sad about the whole thing. And listen, I'm not playing well. I'm not, I don't, I never claim to be a good golfer. Of course. But I'm playing way better than he is. So he's probably shooting like 130 at this point. He's at 130 through 130 strokes through like 15 holes. We're on hole okay. 16. 
<laughs> and it's a par three. Worse than me. Yeah. Yeah. And Bernie's yeah. played two rounds of golf in his life. Crazy. And we, we, we roll up to this hole. It's a par three. I hit it in the sand. Get out of the sand trap, but I hit it over the green because I'm stupid and bad at the game. And I have to chip back on. So I'm like, all right, I'll chip back on. I chip and I duff my chip. And for people who don't know what that means, I got too far into the ball. So it went like nowhere. And he laughs. And I was like, what? So I hit it again. Putt out. This dude, after he laughs, thinks that he's just going to go up there and hit these putts. He's six putts. Oh, he my goes. God. And, and, and he didn't even finish out the putt. He like turned around. His friend makes a comment. He's, he's, he's like, oh, uh, he's like i'm never scared when i'm behind the flag because uh i know if you aim at me you'll miss so he turns around and just takes his putter and like 360 swings at the flag (laughs) i was like bro the guy no 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 like so he put the flag back in and he just like turns like like i don't even know what it just no it doesn't throw it like just swings his putter and just goes and i'm like dude are you okay like it's not that serious he didn't get the ball in the air the whole whole time. Whole time he didn't get the ball in the air. And then one other time uh, later, I hit a drive, and he drives up to my ball, and he goes, "Are you sure that's yours?" Oh I was like, God. "I was like, yeah, that's me." <laughs> I was like, "Your ball is like back there." And he goes, "No." And his friend goes, "Yeah, he was trying to feel really good about himself right there." So this oh dude's just getting God. like destroyed the whole day. Holy! So then, fast forward to that night, we go to dinner. It's a nice place, and. It's like a steak place. Like who's we? Not not Norm you and, and the sixty year olds, right? No, 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 no. Sorry, yeah, Norm and I, Norm and I go, and they uh, we're at a steak place. They get we're waiting for our food, and the people next to us get a steak, and I'm sitting there. Norma looks at me, and she like looks dead dead at me, and goes like looks looks right, and she goes, "Do you do you see that?" And I'm like, "What do you mean?" And I look over. They got so it's a dark place. They have like this little like ambient light that sits on the table. Yeah. They got this thing reflecting off of a metallic plate on the stake, DSLR camera straight up like this, just like photo shooting this thing. <laughs> so oh they're going crazy, right? They're going just like insane with it. And it's two younger people and an old guy. The dad just like, like just can't believe what's happening. And they're like, they're like mid thirties and they're just going crazy. Like taking these pictures, getting all these angles, server comes up. I'd do that too if I had a camera. And he's like, yeah, this thing was expensive. And he's like, I love the way your food looks. And the, like it, it's like so long it gets cold. They eat it. Dessert comes out. They get they set the plate up. The same thing. They go crazy. And just like, tsh, 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 tsh. and I'm like, what are you guys doing right now? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I thought I thought maybe it was like, a, like not a magazine, but I thought it was like a – like What's a food, like a food review place, right? Yeah, food review. Yeah, no, I thought that too. No, they just—it was just their camera. They just brought it to the they would just take food. Wow. Because I heard the story he was telling him. He was like, "Yeah, I got this camera, photographer, and he just went. It was, it was like all the angles too. Photographer it was, it was crazy. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is ridiculous. That so is if, if anyone, if anyone takes pictures of their food like that ever, don't listen to the podcast anymore. <laughs> you are banned. Yeah, you're banned. You are banned. <laughs> Never do that. Never do that. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. All right. Good stories. And in like a five-minute time span. So good job. Good yeah, job. Go quick. Reasonable. All right. There's story time with Colin. Um, yep. <laughs> we'll be back after the UAB game probably. Oh, well, whenever Colin gets back to Denton, I guess. I'm pretty upset chat. that 
I'm gonna be at a wedding. Yeah, maybe I just do it by myself or something. No, because I'm gonna have another story from the wedding for sure. Okay. Right? Okay. You're right. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's all we got for you today. Hope you all enjoyed the episode. Leave us five star rating review wherever you're listening. Um, I'm still sick. So I'm still sick. So like, my throat. <clears throat> I'm trying not to cough. If that's if that makes any sense. I'm trying not to cough. So I'm like trying to keep it down. But anyways, uh, leave us five star rating review. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Leave us comment, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, we will talk to y'all later after Colin's wedding and after I get healthy. So we'll see y'all then. Bruni questionable. <laughs> I mean, you're out. So I mean, I'm out, but it's not with an illness. Like my yeah, my injury report it says coach's decision, and I'm it's the like, coach. No, it's yours like, says like, yours says like flu non-covid illness actually non-COVID illness. no yours says like um personal um leave of absence like yeah. Kyrie. you're like Kyrie. <laughs> shout the mavs shout the mavs all right we'll see you later